The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Aaron, we are past the midway point of the college football season, and finally, things are starting to get real. After this upcoming weekend, we will have our first edition of the college football playoff rankings. And this season's top four will become more and more clear as we get closer to the college football playoff. Follow us along on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. We're going to tell you what exactly happened in week eight. Get a little preview to week nine. And as always, we will mention and announce who the top eight quarterbacks of the week were from the Davey O'Brien Award and the top eight punters of the week for the Ray Guy Award. A lot went on last weekend, Aaron. Ohio State got absolutely smacked by Purdue. Um, I bet that game. I did not win, and I don't think anybody thought they would give up 49 to Purdue. Holy cow. Yeah, holy smokes. Listen, that Purdue, the environment there was electric. It was fun to watch. I had that game rolling. I had the uh, Washington State-Oregon game going. That was another blowout, too. I mean, it wasn't – you look at the scoreboard – it may show it's a little closer than what you think, but that game was out of hand pretty much midway through the second quarter. Washington State absolutely dominated that football. And we talk about all the time, what can home field advantage do in college football Jeez. and help Purdue? And then Washington State, that place, I mean, I turned on game day. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning there. Yeah. I think half those people spent the night on campus ready to go. They woke up with early game day being 6 a.m. for them, and they pretty much just tailgate, partied all day. And they're part, partying all night after that big win versus Oregon. Same thing with Purdue. And uh, it's just – I love that we always – and we're, it's going to happen every year. We always talk about, you know, what if, what if, what if this this six teams are undefeated or yeah. what if this – you know, t- things always find a way to shake themselves out. They just For always sure. do it. It goes, it sure. goes back to, you know, 2012 we were worrying about – uh, you know, Oregon's undefeated, Notre Dame's undefeated. So Notre Dame's going to go in all of a sudden Oregon lost and no one thought Oregon was going to lose. They thought it was going to be clear cut, uh, that Alabama and us were going to be playing for SC championship, but it didn't matter. It was going to be Oregon and Notre Dame in the national championship. And then all of a sudden Oregon loses, gets upset. And then the, all of a sudden our game, the SC championship game means so much more. So 
this happens all the time. It's fun to speculate in the season, but somehow everything always finds a way to correct itself, to get organized and make itself a little bit easier when it comes to uh, it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. It's still a lot of football left to play. Tons of football left to play. Things will certainly correct themselves. I just went back to a text message that I sent you on Saturday night. This was after oh, Ohio yes. State lost, and I said, this is a Big Ten ejection from the college football playoff because I don't think there's any way Michigan beats Ohio State. You saw what know. happened to you're Oregon. Just, you're, you come you're on. A Michigan I, I am not hating Michigan. No you are way. A Michigan hater. I am. Sign me up. I'm a they Michigan. They have one hater. loss. They have one loss right now. And That's I will it. tell you right now, if there wasn't a weather delay in that Michigan Michigan State game, I, I, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, those were two putrid offenses. I mean, they weren't even moving the ball past the forty yard line. If you love punting like it I was do, a, it, you love that game. They had a weather on. delay for for an hour and a half. I mean, give them a break. I mean, you talk about just having to hit pause for an hour and a half and have to get re back up and going. And it's, listen, it's at Michigan state. It's a tough defense. A lot of emotions, rivalry game, big brother, little brother, all that. I mean, we all saw in the, before the game, what all that, that, that happened. That's a good win. I don't care what you say. Michigan state's going off a big win the previous week for Penn state. That's a great win by Michigan. I'm sick of my Wolverines. I right now they're playing better than Ohio state. Okay. Ohio so- state is not, Ohio State has not impressed the past three weeks. Absolutely. I I'd certainly understand that. They have not impressed the past few weeks. And they got smacked against Purdue. Smacked. And it's so funny to me because I tweeted this out. It's hilarious to think that before the season started and during Tennessee's huge coaching search, everybody was white knighting for Greg Schiano. Oh, he's a great coach. Look what he did at Rutgers. I can't believe that Tennessee would treat him like this. How can the fans oust him before he's even hired? X, Y, Z. Give me a total break. There's no chance Greg Schiano will even be mentioned as a head coaching candidate after this year. He just gave up 49 points to Purdue. I think the person who people should be worried about is Urban Meyer. I really should. And let me just say this before we recap more of the games from this past weekend. I read an article about your favorite guy in the media, Gus, I mean, excuse me, Paul Feinbaum. He was talking about Gus Malzahn or Urban Meyer. Who is more likely to be out of a job after this season? And here is a quote from Paul Feinbaum. And I quote, I've been suggesting that Urban Meyer has been done for a while because based on the bad marriage, I don't even know what that means. I don't know if he's talking about him and his wife's marriage or the Zach Smith controversy. And based on body language and admission by him that he is still struggling with some health issues. Saturday night, he looked like the saddest man in America, and he probably was. And I continue. When you think about the potential of that program and that team and where they are right now, it's pretty scary. I just don't think Urban Meyer has the makeup to deal with much more adversity. I know it's an easy thing to say. Look at what happened in Florida, but it's a precedent. And I think that's who Urban Meyer is. When things get tough, he runs away and quits, end quote. That's what Paul Feinbaum said about Urban Meyer. Those are Listen, fighting yeah, words. Those are fighting say, words. Paul does not care who you are, what you've done, how many championships you've won, whatever it is. That doesn't even make sense. Paul, Paul just throws stuff out there. to. Th- I mean, he's just he, he's looking for headlines. You know that. I know. But he's that just looking is, to get headlines. He wants clicks. That's absolutely unbelievable. I can't believe he went there. Even for him, I feel like that's pretty low. But a name to watch certainly is Urban Meyer. I just don't think that Jim Harbaugh in Michigan will beat Ohio State. At the end of the season, but continuing on, Aaron, Clemson smoked NC State. They just beat up on them 41-7. to It was 41 mm. to nothing for a majority of the game. NC State scored late. 
Mississippi State, they got smacked by LSU. Look, LSU oh. looks like the real deal. This defense is playing. Wait, can we big talk about time. how bad Fitzpatrick is? He's not good. It just, it's, it's so funny, and I, it kind of pains me a little bit because I, it's like <laughs> the Georgia Tech offense. It's just a running quarterback. It's, it's power, power, uh, zone read with the run, the quarterback. I mean, it's a glorified triple option from the gun or it's not even a triple option. I only think there's a third option. I think it's hand the ball off or just run just your basic zone read going on. And then it's just quarterback power after quarterback power. And I'm just watching it cringing because as a quarterback, I hate, I hate getting hit. I don't want to get hit. And he's getting hit 30 times. Oh, a game. He's getting blasted. I mean, he's, he's getting, getting absolutely, absolutely crushed. Blasted. I mean, teed off by LSU. Oh man, it's good. It's good. It's tough for Mississippi state when they play a great defense that can tackle, that can load the box It's physical up front. He just can't win one on one the outside. So we're going to keep saying it, but it, at some point you're going to have to mix up a quarterback. You, you can't to. be that one dimensional in the SEC. You're going to get beat week in week out. You're pretty much saying our defense needs to hold the team under 20 points. And then he's going to have to have a game where he rushes for 200 points or 200 yards, excuse me. And I think that it happened one time, but I don't see that happening week in and week out consistently for your ball team to win. So, ah, Mississippi State, I'm sorry. I know. They're sorry, just, but dang, LSU looks good. I but know. the big thing is Mitt, their linebacker, though, that little late hit towards the end of the game, roughing the passer or uh, hit to the head. I don't know what you if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, Devin not, White. Yeah, I mean that's just that's a horrible call. How how I on earth? Can especially that since you be, can review yes, it, it's kind of mind blowing to me. Sense how on earth can that be reviewed? And Devin White won't be playing. Devin White, an All American linebacker, won't be partaking in the first half of next week's LSU Alabama game. The fact that the referees don't even get me started, Aaron Murray. The fact that the refs can miss this so plainly and not get penalized for it or face repercussions for it. It's just a total joke, and I feel sorry for Devin White. Look, this is his last year at LSU, and this is the biggest game at LSU in years. It's a joke. What? And then you have to think about what, what's happening in two weeks. I mean, the biggest game of the season, and, and now you're going to be without maybe your your best player, number two player, not only in the defense, but the entire football team. So I don't, I don't know what the SEC could do. Maybe they can – you know, say, Hey, we screwed up. Let's, you know, let's correct our wrongs. And that's, that's a huge loss. Cause right now we keep saying LSU's playing great football. They're playing great defense. It's at LSU. It's going to be loud. It's going to be just absolutely bonkers there for that three thirty game on CBS. No, and they, now it's you're going to be starting Boom. Oh, they, is it the eight o'clock night game? game. They flexed it in. I thought night CBS time. had it. Yeah. They got a, the double header. So they're going to either oh, pick Georgia, double header Florida, with CBS now. Georgia, Kentucky, no. or Missouri, Florida, based on who wins the cocktail party this weekend, will be the three. Gotcha. Game. Okay. Well, whatever. Eight o'clock game, which is even worse. I mean, exactly for Alabama. But I mean, listen, you need every weapon you can get to stop Alabama. We're, we're seeing it obviously every week, and uh, it doesn't help that you're going to be missing your best. Like I said, you're one of your best players defensively. So bad call by the refs. Even worse, the fact that they actually got to review it and still made the, you know, kept the kept the call the same. It is crazy too. I mean. After that game, I tweeted out, I said, what are we going to be saying when Alabama beats LSU 51 to three? You know, obviously joking around, but a lot of feedback on social media with our listeners saying, can this game go to four quarters? Can LSU with the bye week dial something up to slow down Tua Tungabailoa and this Alabama offense? And on the flip side, can Joe Burrow and the LSU offense figure something out against Alabama's defense? Because it is setting up, like you just mentioned, Aaron, as the 
top college football game of the 2018 season. LSU, by far, I would say, the most surprising team in the nation, probably right behind Notre Dame or in front of Notre Dame. This game is going to be massive. Is there any way, and we'll talk about it at length next week, obviously, that LSU can set this up for a four-quarter fight? I mean, four-quarter fight is, you know, are they only down by 14 points and two is having to play because it's only a 14-point lead or 17-point lead? Listen, LSU's too, uh, defensively, they can make it fun and interesting maybe in the first half, and you're going to have the crowd there behind you to make it a tough environment for Alabama's offense to start off with. But the big thing is Tua now has two weeks to prepare, two weeks to get healthy. Saban has two weeks to prepare, and we know what he can do with time and preparation. We've seen it every offseason, or not offseason, but before every championship game. You give him even more than one week, two weeks, three weeks. He's has a he's a master of game plan. He's a master of getting guys ready, just like um, Belichick is in the NFL. So I don't know. I think LSU still offensively, they're not going to be able to get it done. It's just they're going to have to Burrow is going to have to play a game, and that offense is going to have to play a game like they did for Georgia. And I, I don't know if they can do that. And I think that was just like a I guess you can say a unicorn for yeah. them for the season offensively. I don't think they can match that execution against Alabama especially when Alabama has two weeks to prepare for that offense. Exactly. Everybody's talking about LSU's got two weeks. They're going to get ready. Well, I mean, on the flip side, Nick Saban is watching film. They've got two weeks as well. So I can't wait for that game. That will be awesome. We'll have a fantastic punt and pass next Thursday for everybody to get dialed up for that one. We keep mentioning Alabama. We keep mentioning Tua Tungavailoa. Aaron, you got the Davey O'Brien great eight list from week eight right in front of you. Why don't you tell me who the top eight quarterbacks from week eight were? Ooh, we got to start off with with the big one right here, and I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna win if I had to vote this week for the winner, uh, David Blau from Purdue. Man. Just I mean, what a win! Three touchdowns, no picks, dominate 378 through the air. Great, great game, and I mean that's a huge win. Huge. That's incredible to beat Ohio. Not just beat them, but like you said, Drew. I mean, absolutely blow them out of the water, 49 to 20. Tua. Once again, four touchdowns. It's unbelievable. I thought Tennessee could, uh, you know, cover the spread. And, and obviously they did it. They got whooped. <laughs> and it starts with Tua in the pocket. Uh, Sharon was funny. Sharon's like, I heard he had a really good throw in the game. I'm like, Sharon, he has really good throws. Yeah, he like had 19 really good throws. Yeah, it's like every other throw is a really good throw, Sharon. But she's trying. You got to give her credit. She's trying so hard. Um, Kyler Murray, Oklahoma, four touchdowns. Came back, obviously, by week, got his mind right, and uh, he's back back in the Heisman competition. For he's number sure. two. You know, he's right there. It's not like he had a bad game for Texas. I mean, they scored a bunch of points. They just couldn't stop anyone. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I was thinking about wearing the mustache during the show just so you could you see. You should have. Maybe shaved maybe it up. Maybe I'll grow the mustache for Minshew. <laughs> um, he's fun, man. That offense is fun to watch. They, they throw it all over the ballpark. Four touchdowns. Huge win. Mustache on top, beat Oregon 35 to 20, 39 of 51, 323. Brett Whippen, Boise State, finally getting the ball rolling. He had two bad weeks. Um, and then when I covered him a couple weeks ago, he slow first half, started to pick it up in the second half versus Nevada. And then this past week kind of built off that success. Had a tremendous game over Colorado State, our boy Bobo. Four touchdowns, 22 of 26, just as many touchdowns as incompletions. For 308 yards. Isaiah Sanders, Air Force. There you Air go. Force These are your guys. There's my guys. I got two more Air Force games this year. Nine of 11, 217, one touchdown. That's a pretty good stat line. Yeah, for it quarterback. is. For he's he's actually Force. their third. 
He's actually their third string quarterback too. And then he also had 173 yards and three touchdowns versus UNLV. Drew Locke, I knew I had a feeling he's going to have a big day. Four touchdowns, 23, 29, 350. Big win over Memphis. They need to get the ball rolling offensively. And Tyler Huntley, Utah. Utah just keeps winning ball games. Yeah, that was man. a big win against USC. I think we always every year Utah were like, man, they just they they have big wins. They've had a couple this year. Four touchdowns, had another touchdown running, and then like you said, a big win over USC. I thought it was going to be David Blau from Purdue, you know, just a win over Ohio State, but goodness gracious, there's a lot of good quarterbacks this, this, this week. So it's going to be tough. We'll see who's number one come Thursday. Some of those stat lines are just unbelievable. Going back to Drew Locke, 23 at 29, 350 and four tutties. That was your lock of the week last week. You said over yes. 74 Memphis at Missouri, and that over got blown through the roof. That final was 65 to 33. But if you think about David Blau, the meaning of that game, what they did against the number two mm-hmm. team in America, you'll be announcing it on Thursday. We'll be fired up to see who wins the Davy O'Brien Award quarterback of the week and i will give you the ray guy award raise eight right now starting right here in atlanta with brandon wright from georgia state five punts 46 yards per punt two inside the 20 love it Derek adams from kent state busy day eight punts 46.3 yards per punt four inside the 20 and a 77 yard Ooh. punt god that's crazy jacob herbers from minnesota six punts 41-yard gross, 41-yard net, five inside the 20. Man, James Smith, six punts from Cincinnati. He had a 52-yard average, three inside the 20, 72 yards was his longest punt. Jake Magliozzi from UConn, that's quite the last name, Magliozzi from UConn, six punts, 46.8 yards per punt, three inside the 20, a name that's been popping up a lot this year. Stephon Flintoff from UCLA had seven punts, 48.4-yard average, two inside the 20. Giannis Rutsis from Texas San Antonio, UTSA, nine punts, 48-yard gross, 48-yard net, six inside the 20, long of 58. And Zach Von Rosenberg from LSU, he had seven punts against Mississippi State, 43.7-yard gross, three inside the 20, and a 51-yard long. I just can't get over, one, how many punts these guys are kicking each week, how many go inside the 20, and then how many are past 50. If you could draw up the perfect punt, Aaron, it would be a 55- to 60-yard punt that has zero return, and it's inside the 20. These guys are doing it every single time, it seems like. Congratulations. I, I I got two to add to your list. Please. Chris Robinson. From uh, FAU, he's had like three quick kicks this year. He had a quick kick in this past game. It's yeah, it's four, quarterback. It's fourth down and five from the thirty-five or forty. And, and Lane Kiffin, they've had some punting issues, and all of a sudden he saw him, I guess, messing around at practice one day punting. He's like, oh, let's use him. He's averaging fifty-two yards a punt. What? He had he had one punt for sixty-three yards in our game, and then Alex Thompson, the quarterback for Marshall, also had a punt pinned FAU inside the four. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a, we had a showcase going on. I told I told uh, you know my play by play guy. I was like, hey, listen, I averaged forty two yards a punt back in high school. I tried to tell Coach Rick, and he just looked at me and walked <laughs> away. Said, no, nah, we got Drew Butler. We're good. That's too funny. No, yeah, no man. quick kicks from me. Hey, punters have feelings, and and I appreciate the raise eight from this past week. Tune back in on Thursday. We'll give you the punter of the week. No doubt, impressive statistical lines from every punter on raise eight this week all right wrapping things up on this monday edition of punt and pass 
Let's talk about Alabama, okay? I know we continue to talk about Alabama. I just want to mention they crushed Tennessee 58-21. to Tua, unbelievable. He did take a huge hit. But I want to talk about the Butch Jones celebration on the sideline <laughs> after the game. Butch Jones, obviously, the fired Tennessee head coach from last year, now an intern or slash analyst for Alabama. Slash keep, making six figures. Keep in mind, Aaron. <laughs> Tennessee's team, that's Butch Jones's team. Those are the guys that he recruited. That is the team that he built. He is on Alabama's sideline. Now, that's fine. All right, that's fine. They're winning by 40 at the end of the game, and the Alabama players dump Gatorade on him and celebrate with him like they just won the conference. So he's sitting there celebrating, getting Gatorade baths on the sideline for his new team that he's an intern for, Beating the skulls in of the team that he put together and recruited. Then he's taking pictures, smoking cigars afterwards. Smoking the cigars. I love the cigar smoking. That lack of self awareness uh, is baffling. Baffling. Yeah, he. It's. it's it's even better the fact that it's at, it was at Tennessee, not Alabama. You just, <laughs> just you know, they planned that all week. They they talked about it and, and they knew they're going to win the game. I mean, they could have won the game by two points, and, and I would consider that a, a win for Tennessee. And I'm sure they still would have given him an ice bath and smoking cigars and him celebrating. But it is funny. I mean, these these are the kids. I mean, he was in the in in every kid mostly on this on this Tennessee team <laughs> in their house talking to their parents saying, I'm going to be here for all four years. Your kid's going to be here at the university. I'm going to coach him. And then now he's smoking cigars on the other side. Just saying. Only, uh, you know, <laughs> eight, nine months later. So, it's hey, just, it's you know, just he's, he's a winner, man. And he's going to have a ring at the end of the year. And I'm sure he's sleeping just fine right now. Yeah, that just bank fine. account, that direct deposit. That bank account is that. fine. Yeah. You know, he he, he's got chilling. that – he had a nice little payout. He's going to win a championship, get a ring, and – uh you know, start looking for another job next year. Absolutely. Alabama remains the number one team in the nation. Last week, by the way, on our picks, Aaron, you went two and three. I went four oh. and one. I had a pretty good week. So I'm up to 23 and 18 against the spread on the season. You are 18 and 23. So just flip them. All right. Looking ahead to week nine real quick before we wrap this thing up. I got to keep congratulating you. And of course, we're going to dive deep into this game because it is one of the best games of the weekend. Aaron is going to Jacksonville this weekend. He is being inducted into the Georgia-Florida Hall of Fame. So a big-time hat tip to you, my man. Georgia's now number seven in the AP poll. Florida is number nine. So a top-ten matchup, essentially to decide the SEC East after watching Kentucky last uh, weekend. Don't, against, don't sleep by Kentucky. I don't know. That game hey, against listen. Vanderbilt was... Not good, and it was actually. Yeah, Kentucky. I'm just saying that they, they. It's not like it's clear cut. It's over with. But. I don't know. Georgia's way better than Kentucky. Yes. Come on now. And I think yes. we're going to talk about it Thursday. If Georgia sticks to what they do best, this should be a comfortable win for the dogs. They're a seven and a half point favorite for a reason. I know I said that about. Um, who did I say that about last week? I forget, but they got absolutely blown out. So I'll, I'll give you my analysis. That was proven Ohio State. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Oh, I said Georgia was a seven and a half point favorite against LSU for a reason, and they got their yeah. ass kicked. So I think Georgia is just a better team in Florida. They can run the ball better. Their defense stacks up really well against Felipe Franks, honestly. And um, Florida's defense is really what carries them. So you know what? To your point, Aaron, and I just want to hear you talk about this real quick before we wrap up. If from doesn't get it going early either stick with him or take his ass out and throw justin fields in enough of the nonsense where he's playing scared and he doesn't know when he's gonna get taken out or what he's doing wrong it just does he doesn't look confident at all no i agree i mean you have to and that's the, the beauty of 
seeing what happened versus LSU, then having now two weeks to fix it. And, and, and hopefully they have a plan. You know, they've had plenty of time. You know the bye week. There's not much going on. You actually even get the younger guys some reps. So maybe see fields and more action time during practice. For sure. Uh, and see what he can do. See if he's progressing throughout the season as a passer and as a runner. I think, like you said, Drew, you can't go back and forth. You can't be one play here. There, it's it's either Fromm's our guy. We sickle him the entire game, or you know, Fields going to come in every three or four series, or Fields Justin Fields going to have a package on third down, or he's going to have a package in the red zone. Something that's defined, something that the team knows and can t- anticipate and understand, and they know. Okay, he's about to come in now. Not just. Hey, let's see. Let's all look to the sideline, and it is Fields. Okay, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like a it's a guessing game for everyone. Um, so hopefully they got a plan set. I think not just for the quarterbacks, but that that entire football team, that offense. But more importantly, Drew, we need to start this right now. You know, I, I love our picks. I love our picks. Yes. I love I love when you and I have our picks on Thursday. But I'm going down to Georgia, Florida. And game day is going to be there. Oh yes. And I would, I want to, I want to pick, I want to sit next to Corso and I want to make picks. <laughs> Should I'm we trying get the grassroots thing going? Let's do it. Why wouldn't you be? You're going to be yeah, a I, told, I text Maria Taylor the other day. I was like, Hey, get me on the show. Who else like, are they going to get? Some, Luke Bryan or someone like that? Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I, I've been a part of this game. Put me in it. Put me in coach. Let's go. Aaron, I love you. I really do. But I'm, if, 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 I, they, if, if they, they brought you up on Saturday, what percentage of the nation watching game day be like, Oh shit, that's Aaron Murray. How many people are we? They'd be like, who's Aaron Murray? I'm just asking you. Hey, listen, that's why That's why you put on there quarterback Georgia, <laughs> and then you put the accolades below it. And All right. like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Hashtag Aaron now Murray for game day. Hashtag Drew, I'm Aaron just trying Murray to wear – I was going to wear a pun past T-shirt hey, and the hat. If you do that, then I'm going to make sure you're being you negative. Not. You're being a negative Nancy over here. <laughs> I'm trying to promote the pun pass. I love it. I love Selfishness. it. We'll get, we'll get Selfishness. it going for sure. We're going to start that. Hashtag Murray for game day. Murray yes. for game day. But most, most importantly, you are getting inducted into the Georgia Florida Hall of Fame. We will talk about that a bunch on Thursday. Other big games, number 18, Iowa, at number 19, Penn State. Number 14, Washington State, at number 24, Stanford. And my game to watch, number three, Notre Dame, at Navy. Triple option. Just a hater. Watch Na- out. Notre Dame hater. All right, anything on the way out, my man? Uh, go Notre Dame. Uh, no, it should be a fun <laughs> week. That's hilarious. It will be a fun week. You're, Check back. I think, I think your game of the week is always going to be whoever Notre Dame is playing That's until exactly. they lose. You're catching on. Every week. You are catching on. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, that's it, man. For Aaron, I'm Drew. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass, at Aaron Murray 11, at Drew Butler 13, and we will talk to you on Thursday. See you.